Good evening. My name is Mike Murley, and welcome to WPKN's Mic Check, coming to you on WPKN every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Welcome to everyone listening at 89.5 FM on your radio dial. Welcome to everyone streaming live or tuning in to our podcast at WPKN.org. Each week on Mic Check, one of our hosts examines global, national, and regional issues and their effect on our local community. Just as the phrase mic check was used to mobilize people to create a human microphone during the Occupy movement and others, this weekly program seeks to amplify our community's many voices and bring them to the airwaves. Mic check is followed on WPKN at 6 p.m. by another public affairs program, the Ralph Nader Radio Hour. Thank you so much for tuning in and for, for listening to and for supporting WPKN Independent Community Radio. My name is Mike Murley, and I have the honor of stepping in for Cheryl Palmer this evening, um, who unfortunately is, is unable to be here. And so I, um, so I am here, and uh, and definitely look forward to Cheryl's return. Um, and tonight. I am excited to have back on the program someone I've had on several times. Stanley Heller is an independent journalist and longtime activist here in Connecticut. He's involved with the Middle East Crisis Committee, promoting Enduring Peace, and the Struggle Video News. I'm honored and excited to once again be in conversation with Stan tonight to focus on Sturm Ruger, a gun company based just about 15 minutes away from this studio in Southport, Connecticut, which has been selling weapons to Israel that have been connected to the murders of scores of Palestinians. Stan, welcome back to Mic Check. Thank you. Good to talk. Stan, when you were on Mic Check back in December, mm-hmm. you spoke about Ali Abu Aliya, a Palestinian boy killed by Israeli snipers on his 15th birthday on December 6th. Right. Could you talk a little bit about what you were feeling and what was going through your head when you found out about Ali's murder? Well, you know, there's just so many people killed uh, by the Israelis, so many uh, Palestinian young people and people who are older, it seems. You know, every, every week a couple more, sometimes a whole lot more. And this one was particularly um, uh, wrenching, I guess you would say, because it literally was on his 15th birthday. So he was really a, a child or a youth, as he probably would have felt at that time. And uh, one of the things we noticed in one of the articles uh, in Haaretz, now this is an Israeli newspaper. It's considered their paper of record, like the New York Times, pretty authoritative uh, they had an article, and uh, Yeremi said, well, we're, we'll investigate. Yeah, this fellow was killed. We don't know what happened. We'll investigate. We didn't use any live fire there, so it, you know, it's kind of a mystery how he died. <laughs> and other people say in the article, what do you mean? They, they used a Ruger. The Ruger is a, an American weapon. It shoots twenty two caliber bullets. Lead bullets that penetrate your body. This is live fire. Uh, 
Uh, but the, the this is uh, in its brutality. Uh, the Israeli army doesn't consider uh, uh, twenty-two bullets to be live fire. Um, pretty shocking. And so, you know, that particular killing reverberated not just on uh, with me and others uh, in here in Connecticut, but around the country. Code Pink had this really good graphic about the about the boy honoring him. And so on. So that was the, the kind of feelings. And and the gun that was used uh, in that instance, mm-hmm. um, that was used to kill Ali, was a was a Ruger gun, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's based on what they call a ten slash twenty two model. It has suppressed fire, which normal people call a silencer, um, which some people say increases the terror because all of a sudden you're hit. You didn't hear anything, and boom, you know, you're hit, and if you're only injured and so on. Um, we don't know exact details about this, but it comes from Ruger. It goes to Israel. They may they put a, a sniper scope on it. Uh, we don't know what kind of modifications um, but uh, it is made by the Sturm Ruger Company. And back in 2018, you were part of a local grassroots effort, Stan, to raise awareness of Ruger selling weapons to Israel. Can you talk mm-hmm. about, about how that effort came about, about what, what inspired that local effort? Well, it started with a killing uh, Back in 2017, in December, this guy was uh, named Althuria, and he had no legs. He would he would go to the demonstrations in a wheelchair, and he was shot dead. And uh, you know, we sort of wondered what what sniper rifle produced that. And by the time we got things going, it was March. And March of 18, and uh, then the at the end of March, the Palestinians started the Great March of Return. And then the Israelis used enormous amounts of live fire from all kinds of weapons. And so uh, we wrote letters to the company. They never answered. Um, we had a letter in the, uh, what do you call it, an op-ed in the New Haven paper. We we uh, then had a demonstration. It was three groups, I think, were involved, the Tree of Life in Connecticut and uh, Jewish Voice for Peace New Haven and ourselves. And uh, we had about 20 people on a brutally hot day. We marched a mile from the train station down to Lacey Place, where the uh, Ruger Company uh, has its headquarters. And we had some banners and signs. And uh, a, a, a VP from the company actually came out and spoke to us for a couple of minutes, told us we were on company property. It wasn't a public street. And so on. Anyway, we uh, we made a statement, and that's that's what we did then. Um, but now we're doing something bigger. Yes, as you as you said, there's now a a, a new rene- or a renewed effort underway mm-hmm. currently, and there's a, a coalition of groups involved that have come together around this issue, mainly from specifically around New England. Can you talk about the mm-hmm. new coalition um, and why so many of the groups are based in New England? Okay. Uh, so there's about 13 groups 
in the uh, in the coalition at this point, mostly from Connecticut and New Hampshire and uh, New England. Uh, one national group, American Friends Service Committee, which I think won the Nobel Peace Prize back in the 1940s. So we're really gratified that they're part of it. Tree of Life in Connecticut and so on. Besides the fact that Ruger's headquarters is in Fairfield, uh, there's also their biggest manufacturing plants. Uh, there's two, I think, in New Hampshire. One is in Newport, not the famous Newport in Rhode Island, but one way up north in, in New Hampshire, and that's their biggest uh, company uh, plant. And Ruger, by the way, is the biggest uh, gun manufacturer in the USA these days. Uh, Remington went bankrupt. Its, was, its pieces were sold. Ruger grabbed one of them. At any rate, uh, Ruger is a very big player in guns. And, of course, it was in the news because of the Boulder, Colorado killing. Uh, that fellow had a Ruger pistol. Um, so if you ever saw it, you would not, you know, if you think about uh, detective shows or, uh, you know, police shows where they have a pistol, it's nothing like that. You know, could shoot a, a clips of 10 or 30 bullets, and that's how he could kill 10 people in a very short time. At any rate, that's the Ruger company, um, and uh, so that's kind of why most of the groups come from New England. Though uh, we're we're willing to ally with uh, good-hearted groups from all over the world. You know, with Zoom these days, everything's international. And uh, in terms of the the work that the coalition is is doing, some mm -hmm. of the different different activities. There was a recent virtual rally that took place uh, this past Tuesday, March 30th, that featured mm -hmm. um, presentations on different Palestinian victims, um, as well as an overview right. of the situation, of the, the issue, and some background on Storm Ruger, as well as um, moments for taking action um, in different ways. But, uh, but yeah, I was wondering if you could if you could talk about the, the virtual rally and what took place on Tuesday. Right. Well, you know, we, we threw this thing together really quickly. I don't think we, we became a coalition maybe two or three weeks ago. And, uh, but March 30th came, was coming right up, and we didn't want to miss that opportunity. March 30th is very significant for Palestinians. It's called Land Day. In 1976, at a demonstration inside of Israel, uh, citizens of Israel who were Palestinians, Arabs, etc., uh, were having a demonstration because the government was taking land. And uh, the gov their government uh, killed six people, I think injured 100. And that was really shocking, and, and people considered that the land day. And uh, there's been some kind of demonstration or attempt to commemorate it ever since. And then in 2018, in the Gaza Strip, a number of organizations uh, got together and said, let's try something different. Let's try a, a march to the uh, periphery of the Gaza Strip. Let's have a march of return. Let's march back to our houses. Now, you know, the Gaza Strip is totally surrounded by fences and walls and uh, all kinds of military stuff. So it was uh, quite an undertaking, but it became very popular. Uh, you hear it was Hamas. Actually, it didn't start with them. It started with uh, various kinds of 
uh, non-governmental groups, and uh, Hamas then enthusiastically went for it. But uh, at any rate, uh, thousands and tens of thousands would come out every Friday after prayers and, and march to, to the walls and try to walk back to where they used to live. And uh, that was met with incredible violence, over 200 people killed. And the U.N. says uh, it went on for almost two years. The U.N. says 36,000 people were injured. So they started it on March 30, 30th of uh, 18. So we rushed to have this virtual rally on March 30th. So uh, we had uh, a number of speakers. One of them was a fellow named Mike Murley. And uh, you can mention, well, why don't you say now who you talked about? I spoke about Rosanne Al-Najjar, who was a, a medic, uh, a nurse, who, was, who, who got involved as a volunteer, um, aiding the, the wounded during the protests. Um, she um, you know, grew up in a, in a family that, that wasn't extremely well off and, and decided she had wanted to study nursing and, and being, you know, Palestinian and having witnessed uh, six wars that deeply and directly affected her own family. When the Great March of Return began, she went out and and saw that that calling and that that felt that that responsibility to be there, and also to provide medical services, uh, which she was doing when when she was actually uh, basically blatantly targeted and and killed. By Israeli forces. Yeah, absolutely. So she was, uh, I mean, we don't know if she was killed by a Ruger, but uh, it's a possibility. Uh, anyway, we we talk, part of the whole thing is the uncertainty. We're doing internet searches, we came across about 60 people who had been either killed or wounded on the West Bank. But in, in Gaza, we don't know. Uh, you know, out of those 36,000 people, the United Nations says 8,000 were hit by live fire, which we assume includes Rugers. Um, so, but that's it. I mean, that's sort of all we know. And then there's one article in the, in the, it is Haaretz again, which calls, it's called 42 Knees in One Day. It's interviews with these snipers. It was done about a year ago. Interviews with Israeli snipers, no longer on active duty, talking about their experiences and how some of them, you know, it's like a contest. Who could uh, shoot the most? Who could injure people the most? Of course, you shoot somebody in the knee. It's horrible. And to, to give it credit, that article had three illustrations of people with amputees who were amputees. Uh, I think there's been about 130 amputees from that great march of return. Some of them after the original amputation, there was further damage. You know, they don't have very good medical care in, in Gaza. The place has been ruined many, many times. And so there's been, you know, further amputations for, for these people. At any rate, um, so we had uh, several speakers. Mike was one of them, Amina Sayal from Fairfield. Another, uh, Will Thomas from uh, New Hampshire was a third and Adawud Shad, a Yale student uh, who works uh, or who uh, leads the uh, uh, Dwight Hall uh, Peace Initiative, he was the fourth. 
So, you know, we talked about the situation, about the victims, and then we uh, had a little bit of uh, activity. Uh, one of the things, people made signs. You know, it would say, Ruger, stop selling guns to Israel, or your, your guns are murder weapons, or uh, Ruger Board of Directors, uh, consider the law, or something like that. And everybody held it up to the... Uh, to their uh, webcams, and uh, you know, people uh, we took pictures of that, so that was one thing. And uh, then there's Twitter, of course. Uh, we have an account, it's no underscore Ruger, N O the underscore R U G E R. So we have a number of pictures, memes as they call them, with uh, you know, words about what Ruger should be doing or what politicians ought to be doing. And uh, so people could retweet them. They could go to their own account, then go to No Ruger, and then you know do the retweet uh, button and send it off. And we had a list of uh, newspaper people, you know, their Twitter handles, government leaders, uh, you know, the, st- the senators of the state, the Congress people, um, and then uh, influencers, you know, all kinds of uh, people that uh, uh, people could reach by going to the uh, to our Twitter page. And by the way, we have a uh, website, and that is uh, No Rugers to Israel. And the two is the number two, No Rugers number two Israel dot org, and it has a ton of information. All the uh, 13 groups that are involved, a page about tweets and uh, people to contact, a lot of stuff about the company. Found out um, the, the, ta- the town of Fairfield, a town of over 50,000 people, very wealthy town. They, they make about 55000 a year in property taxes from Ruger. And uh, you know whatever profit Ruger is making on selling these guns to the Israeli military, uh, Fairfield is uh, sharing uh, somewhat in that. Um, we had a model letter that we wrote to the uh, towns uh, or the selectmen of of Fairfield and, and, and saying, you know, you ought to contact Ruger, have an investigation, try to find out, find out how much uh, of the uh, Ruger's uh, Gun sales are things that are going to Israel. Find out if Ruger is making any attempt to uh, see that its weapons are being handled uh, properly. Um, things like that. And you can see that. And one of the tabs on the website is Take Action. And so some of the people uh, sent uh, emails to the selectmen uh, during that virtual rally. And uh, you know, there's there's other ways to reach Ruger. There's a uh, there's a fax number which I tried didn't work on weekends. Going to try again during the week. Then they, then there's a, a a webmail to Chris Colloy. Chris Colloy is uh, the CEO of Ruger. The, uh, I looked at a SEC file making about 3.3 million in uh, all kinds of compensation per year. And on the bottom of his page, you say, it's tell the CEO. And you used to be able to uh, write to him. And uh, it's been out of commission for the last at least a week. 
uh, doing some uh, updating or fixing or whatever. Mm, sounds a little funny, but uh, that's that's not working at the at the present moment. So that we tried various ways to try to influence the company, the selectmen, politicians. You know, th this kind of stuff really is against American law, sending weapons to uh, known human rights violators. I mean, the terrible things the Israelis have been doing to Palestinians for decades, generations. There's actually a, something called the Leahy Law, which says you can't do that, but it gets done. So uh, that was our first attempt, uh, the virtual rally, and we'll try to think of other things to do. Thank you for that, Stanley. You are tuned to WPKN in Bridgeport, 89.5 FM, independent community radio broadcasting from the campus of the University of Bridgeport, serving Fairfield, New Haven, and Litchfield counties in Connecticut and Suffolk County in New York's Long Island. We stream around the world at WPKN.org, TuneIn Radio, and our very own app, WPKN Live. As well as your smart speakers, just tell Siri or Alexa to play WPKN Radio. And uh, we also have many, many, many podcasts available at WPKN.org. My name is Mike Murley, and the name of this program is Mike Check. I'm actually um, filling in for Cheryl Palmer this evening. And I'm joined over the phone by Stanley Heller, act longtime activist with the Middle East Crisis Committee, promoting Enduring Peace and the Struggle Video News from right here in Connecticut. And Stanley, we just have a, a little bit left now uh, in in the show, mm -hmm. and so I wanted to to touch on something that that feels very very feels like an important piece of this a bit, which is when I think you know I think often conversations around. Um, gun control or gun reform uh, will, will you know, there, there will be talking points that come up that speak to things like, um, you know, guns being not for, you know, not for, or, or maybe certain guns um, being not for civilian use, but for, you know, the military to use and the, and and kind of those types of those types of ideas that like you know civilians shouldn't be able to to walk around and, and carry these things or have or get or have access to these things um because they're mm -hmm. because these 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 weapons are weapons of war and i feel like that's something that um often comes up every time there's a there's a, a new mass shooting which is absolutely correct absolutely accurate that they are weapons used by militaries, um, but it feels like sometimes, in addition to these other very important conversations that are taking place, sometimes, or maybe often, it feels like uh, uh, you know there are other important conversations that are being left out. Um, like why should even mil you know why should even militaries have access to such weapons? Like you, and so I wanted I wanted to know if you could if you could you know for for anyone listening right now who is living right here in Connecticut or anywhere but especially here in Connecticut and is unsure why they or or, or you know maybe maybe is 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 kind of confused on the issue or or 
um, you know, maybe is, is, is on the fence. What would you say to, to folks listening right now um, on the urgency or the, the importance of getting involved and in, in joining this growing campaign? Well, it's uh, it's it's really an important thing to do. For you know, sometimes um, you'll hear politicians when we uh, appeal to them about this. You know, this particular outrage or that weapon, they say, "Oh, well, you know, there's peace talks going on. Uh, you know, let's settle it with the peace process." And the peace process has gone on, you know, 20 years. Uh, we have to talk about these particular outrages. That's a, a whole other way to deal with it, deal with particular things that are going wrong on any side, you know, whether the Palestinians do it to the Israelis or, they, or, or are the Israelis doing it to them. And I think that's a very important thing to do. We, we hope we can connect up with the gun uh, people concerned about misuse of guns in this country, whether it's, uh, you know, semi-automatics or other, other weapons, which we are awash with. Um, we've, we have tried in the past a little bit, and sometimes we, oh, we don't want to get involved with foreign policy. You know, that's, well, you know, all people are important, not just Americans. The Palestinians are important, too. And we think, uh, People involved uh, on the gun control or gun, gun abolition movements should be concerned about uh, this and in particular should study uh, what's going on uh, with Ruger. Yeah, it, and, you know, what, something that you've touched on certainly early in the con earlier in the conversation is that this is, this is uh, you know, state violence that's happening on the on the part of the Israeli defense forces against Palestinians it's it's oppression it's injustice and it's you know government violence mm -hmm. which is you know like you said earlier he, these are human rights violations happening so um yeah i mean we have this whole page one of the tabs is victims and we have as many as we can with names i mean there's one fellow malaf amarna i mean he's is a photo is a photojournalist lost his left eye as a result of uh, of a bullet uh, striking near him and creating shrapnel and so on there was a uh, at the time this goes back November 2019, a whole bunch of other people took pictures, of selfies of themselves with a bandage over one eye or their hand over their, or their eye. I mean, there's all kinds of terrible things. I mean, 20 construction workers shot. <laughs> we found that out because um, settlers were complaining the Israeli army army was too soft. And they said, oh, no, 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 look what we did. We shot these construction workers trying to sneak into Israel, the terrible crime of wanting to work. And uh, we shot them with the Rugers. I mean, just case after case. So, uh, you know, this is something people should uh, get involved with, should talk to... Uh, Blumenthal and Murphy about this. I'm talking about Connecticut senators and ask them to do some research. You know, let us find at least 
How many uh, rifles are being sent over to uh, Israel? How many bullets? I mean, there was one report in Haaretz, again, that, that for like 16 months, they spent $1.3 million on bullets. <laughs> Can you imagine the number of bullets that that means? They're shooting in just a, sh a short uh, period. So uh, let's, you know, I mean, we we think they, they should stop right away the the sale of these guns to Israel. But at least let's have Blumenthal and Murphy find out what are the facts about this. So you know, if people get to us, I mean, we have an email. It's uh, Ruger eighteen sixty five at protonmail dot com. Best thing though is to that's maybe hard to remember. See us at no Rugers to israel.org and again that's a number two no rugers to israel.org <laughs>